This is a Real Presence Radio News Link. The Diocese of Crookston joins the Diocese of New Ulm, Duluth, Winona, Rochester, and Cheyenne in suspending the public celebration of Holy Week and Easter liturgies. This decision comes on the heels of the stay-at-home order issued by Minnesota Governor earlier this week. In a statement released yesterday, Bishop Hefner said that we must do our part to try to slow down the spread of the coronavirus, and we do so firmly holding to our faith that God is indeed our help and our shield. Bishop Hefner has also postponed the Chrism Mass. And today at noon central, Pope Francis will have a moment of prayer and provide a special apostolic blessing. The Pope invites everyone to participate spiritually in this time of the COVID-19 pandemic. Real Presence Radio will carry it at 7 p.m. central if you miss it. And a reminder that you can participate in a local daily Mass Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. central during Real Presence Live. Listen to it on the radio and the RPR app or watch it on our Facebook and YouTube pages. This has been an RPR Newslink. Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. We're pro-life and pro-family, respecting the dignity of the human person while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer a wide range of clinical services, including rapid influenza testing and diabetes care management. You can visit us at 303 North 4th Street to discover the Mayo difference. Our number is 701-223-2424. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. Through these times of trial, we invite you to join us in steadfast prayer for all those affected by the coronavirus and for increased hope and trust in the Lord. Monday through Friday from 10.30 to 11 Central during Real Presence Live, our hosts lead a live rosary for these intentions. We also celebrate daily Mass at 9 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. after the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. And on Sundays, we bring you Mass at 7 and now 10.30 a.m. Central. Please join us as often as you can. We're your family of faith and hope. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are coming to you live this morning from St. Joseph's Church in Chisholm, Minnesota. Your host today, Mark Trini. Yes, I am here, and I am alongside Father Anthony Craig. Welcome back, Father. It is a glorious day to be here, and it is a great program here on Real Presence Live. It is. It's a beautiful day today. Praise the Lord. All right. A lot is happening at the Minnesota Legislature and uh, especially with the needed resources for the coronavirus front lines. Jason Atkins of the Minnesota Catholic Conference joins us right now to give us an update on the uh, legislative response as uh, we visit with him in this segment. Jason, good morning. Good morning. Good to be with you. Awesome. Let's uh, begin with the latest from the Minnesota legislature that was uh, back in session yesterday. And what came out of that day? Well, the legislators met yesterday in uh, trying to uh, observe uh, social distancing and uh, do things as uh, safely as they could, but they passed a $330 million emergency relief package to address uh, the challenges related to coronavirus. And so that really serves frontline workers, child care, um, shelters, um, food shelves, uh, and some of the places where there are people who are most needed, some emergency relief to businesses, some rules uh, that will help uh, mitigate the effects of coronavirus and keep people safe. We had been advocating for emergency shelter funding. It's one of the key challenges right now as to how to house an increasing homeless population that was already beginning to be a challenge, but do so in an effective way that keeps people as safe as possible. And so uh, we're glad that $26.5 million of emergency shelter funding through the Minnesota Emergency Services Grant Program was passed this year. That was a big thing. Uh, that we had been advocating for, and we're very pleased to see that pass. But there's a lot of work to be done, and legislators will be considering more challenges over the coming weeks as different problems uh, emerge related to this crisis. I know it's a tough question, but the the question a lot of people are asking, is this enough? And even if it's not enough, or if it is enough, how do we predict that? How do we forecast that? How how does the legislature, you know, how do they work with that? It's just a, it's like an open-ended question. Yeah, there's a bit of a chicken and an egg problem here, too, right? Because typically in a crisis, um, you know, you, you step back, you see what happens, and then you take stock of the damage. But we don't, this is, a, this is not a three-day blizzard. This is a full-blown winter. So you have to meet the challenge as it comes. And then there's also a question about what the federal government is doing. And the state has limited money, much more limited resources than the federal government has. The federal government this week is you know, passing a $2 trillion stimulus bill. So we need to take stock of what's in that bill, and then the legislators need to say, well, then where are the gaps at the state level, and then how do we fill those? So this is going to be an ongoing dynamic, and the legislature is going to recess and then come back every so often to meet uh, the existing challenges that are in front of us. And plenty of challenges, too, uh, for, for the church as well in different ways, too. The, the bishops met with legislative leaders and Governor Waltz this week, um, can you tell us a little bit about what they do each year, typically, and then what may have happened today, if you know any insight on that? Sure, absolutely. So we were able to meet with the governor and Senate leaders, uh, Senator Gavalka and Senator Susan Kent, majority and minority leader, respectively, and then we'll likely meet with um, Representative Doubt and Speaker Hortman next week. Um, and the bishops do this because it's part of their responsibility as uh, to be uh, advocates for the common good, and if we expect the lay faithful to be advocates for the common good, then the bishops should certainly be leading the way and modeling that, speaking in a principled way about what serves human dignity and the common good. 
uh, we have to remember that bishops are not just bishops of Catholics, but bishops uh, of everyone and every soul in their diocese and have pastoral responsibility and care for their well-being. So it's advocacy, not just on behalf of Catholic interests, but on behalf of the well-being of every single human person and the common good. So it's part of their responsibility to speak out uh, for those policies that term human dignity and the common good. Now, originally, when we had these meetings scheduled, uh, we had a whole array of legislative issues, but that focus this week really had to turn to uh, coronavirus-related uh, issues, uh, the emergency shelter program that I've mentioned, a $500 cash grant for Minnesota and Family Investment Program, our poorest families in Minnesota. If we're doing bailouts for cruise liners and casinos, how can we not be doing remembering uh, uh, the poorest of the poor and the most needy families during this time? So that was something that we had advocated for. Originally, that was in the bill that passed yesterday and then was stripped out, unfortunately, so we'll have to come back and keep asking for that. The bishops, of course, in their conversations with the governor mentioned the shelter-in-place uh, restrictions that are being imposed at midnight tonight and wanted to make sure the clergy uh, had uh, the ability to be, or exempt from that, had the ability to go out and minister to people wherever they were needed, wanted to make sure the masses could still be live-streamed, and that was in the order as well. So those are just some of the things that we talked about with the governor, including um, the importance of uh, uh, advocating for our non-public schools and our Catholic schools and making sure that as they are stepping up to address this public health crisis and uh, incur expenses with related to transitioning to different learning platforms, that the federal government money that's passed this week is being sent down to the state that that's distributed equitably between public and non-public schools. So those are the types of things um, that the governor spoke, uh, the bishop spoke about with the governor and Senate leaders this week. Definitely a challenge, especially uh, the challenges of financial challenges facing the non-public schools and those challenges. How do you think that's that's really going to play out? I mean, I, I understand the public, the public schools, but the, the, the uh, parochial schools, uh, that's a tough one. It really is a tough one. Um, there's a, a perception out there that, you know, private schools at whatever level are sort of uh, country club schools for the wealthy, but most are, uh, of course, hand-to-mouth ministries. Uh, that are uh, really economically very fragile. They depend on the collection plates in their churches that support them, and with churches shut down and not passing the collection plate, that makes their economic situation difficult. But at the same time, there's the cost that have been incur- they've incurred already uh, trying to respond to this crisis as well, and um, uh, whether that's cleanliness issues, keeping on hourly staff who are doing all sorts of things because they don't want to leave hourly staff off, transitioning to different learning platforms, finding the technology resources to do that. Um, and so we think it's important, uh, just as we're all in this together from a public health standpoint and non-public schools are responding, so should any education stabilization funding uh, treat equitably public and non-public schools alike. And so that's one of our big advocacy goals right now during this crisis. The non-public schools and, you know, you mentioned that and they're struggling. And, Father, I want to have you jump in just a bit here. We're going to sidebar question. Um, the churches themselves are struggling. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, for sure. Donations are, are down because we, we don't have a congregation coming in every week, every Mass. Um, thoughts on that? Yeah, there's uh, plenty of uh, conversation between myself and brother priests about this, too, because... 
Um, collections are down because people aren't coming in for regular collections, etc. So we encourage through social media, trying to contact and make connection with our parishioners, you know, continue to give through the mail or come in and drop it off. Or at this point now, uh, use that mail system or if you can give online. And that's where we've tried to do things more and more is trying to have people sign up for online giving. And most parishes are set up for that. And that's something I really would encourage people to do if they're not signed up for online giving. That way you, you continue to give your gifts to the Lord and take care of his church. I know that that's such a sidebar to what we're the, the, the main uh, part of the legislation that we're talking about. But uh, in addition to that is our local merchants that support our churches, our schools, yeah. um, especially our parochial schools, and those merchants that are struggling right now. That's right. Yeah, there's. Um, that's another thing we can do to help really society in general is um, still support businesses. You know, do a, a drive-through coffee today um, to you know, help caribou out or whatever it might be. But also, you could um, the businesses around Chisholm for sure. You've got uh, a lot of restaurants that are still doing curbside pickups. Um, like Valentini's and Snickers and Choppies. They've been wonderful, in fact, for um, supporting the parish in different ways, too. Um, so that's one way we can also still support society around us is to to reach out a little bit. You know, And it won't be as frequent as before because we're not as mobile before, so we don't have to worry about it too much. But to continue to support those businesses and do as best you can to, uh, to help each other during this time. Especially those businesses that have supported the foundation, our, our, our churches, our schools. Um, it, it's so crucial right now in their struggle economically uh, in their time and through the, the, the coronavirus situation. Um, you're in tune to Real Presence Live. Mark Cheney, I am your host this morning, Father Anthony Craig. We are coming to you live from St. Joseph's Church in Chisholm. And our guest this morning we are talking with Jason Atkins. He is from the Minnesota Legislature, the Catholic Conference for the Minnesota Legislature. And uh, any gauge as to what is going to be discussed at this year's meeting? You still there, Jason? I'm sorry. Can, yeah, can you say that again? I'm sorry. Yeah, I I'm on. sorry. I, I kind of kind of babbling here in, in a lot of different your directions. Your producer, your producer cut in on me there. I didn't okay. quite catch the All right. question. Um, I was asking about the gauge that... Uh, that you guys at the legislative level might use in discussions for this year's meeting? As well, far as right a, now we... Go ahead, I'm sorry. As far as a financial kind of guide and a direction and, a, and an approach? Well, I think caution is going to be a, a big thing. There was a $1.5 billion surplus that we were looking at before this uh, crisis hit, uh, but now... Uh, the, the challenge in front of us is to meet those uh, needs and do so in a prudent and fiscally responsible way, but at the same time recognize that we're, we're living in a place right now where there's three and a half million new unemployment claims around the country. Uh, when people don't have jobs, they're not spending, uh, the tax uh, money's not coming in, so there could be major fiscal shortfalls in the years ahead, and I think caution and while at the same time trying to meet the pressing needs of the crisis, that's going to be the order of the day in terms of how money is spent. Uh, going forward between now and the constitutionally mandated deadline for our legislature of May 18th. What message would you like to leave with our listeners this morning? Pray, hope, and don't worry, as uh, Padre Pio said. Uh, that's the, the key thing, although that's difficult in these times. Um, just keep your legislators in prayer. They're making extraordinary sacrifices. Uh, in many instances, um, put, putting a little bit of their own personal safety to the wind to meet with people, to work for the well-being on behalf of Minnesota. So 
keep them very much in your prayers. People can follow along with what's happening at the Capitol through our social media. Go to mncatholic.org. We have Facebook and Twitter links, and you can join the Catholic Advocacy Network to stay up to date on what's happening and how you can take action. Again, that website is mncatholic.org. Informative words. Thank you so much, Jason, for uh, joining us today in Real Presence Live. Uh, Jason Atkins has been our guest from the Minnesota Catholic Conferences. Coming up next, we have a project aimed at high school girls to help them understand the truth of what it means to be created female. And that and so much more, it's all on the way here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.